it's six o'clock. Hey, Mutiny Radio listener. This is MutinyRadio.fm and .sf. I'm going to be your host tonight, Pam Benjamin. We're going to listen to some tunes. And in a little bit, we'll be back with comedy, outdoor comedy here at Mutiny Radio. People sit six feet apart, masks on, and everyone has a good time and we laugh. And tonight is nice because it's warm. Last week was cold and people brought blankets and they were still shivering and it was, it was, it was cold as balls, baby. But um, tonight it's so nice and I'm so excited and all the people will be distanced from one another but still laughing with their masks on and we'll see their smiling, smiling eyes for all of the comedians that you're going to see tonight. It's a great lineup. And then after that, we have uh, a bunch of drop-ins, which will be super fun. So we're going to get started in just a couple minutes. Enjoy this music from Bughouse Square. And uh, if you're listening to this as a podcast, you're like, I want to get to the comedy. You know, fast forward to like 6.15 and, and you'll get to it. But the music's going to be chill too, so enjoy it. And we'll be right back with comedy here at Mutiny Radio.
10, my friend, but guess what? I slay niggas and still saving my best nut. But you better cover your rhymes, cause you never know when. I spit it out and start some flowing. I drop rhymes that grow like trees you're smoking. Eardrums feel like lungs, your brain's choking. Just let it soak in, seeping, creeping. I'm keeping all you motherfuckers in the deep end. You want a trip, then I got luggage. I stuff you in and send you off, cause you ain't walking.
right, we have a very special opening musical guest, everybody. He's the accordion guy. You can Venmo him at accordion guy. That's his thing. And uh, he's out here to entertain you. It's Josh Kahn, everyone. Are these my, oh yeah, there we go. It's at accordion guy, but you should really Venmo uh, Mutiny Radio FM instead. the pixies yay that accordion guy
you don't know who that is, you probably shouldn't live in San Francisco. Yeah, you probably shouldn't live, period. Bowie wouldn't agree with that. Bowie thinks everyone should live. together everybody Josh Kahn the accordion guy cool you want another or you want to bring on a comic uh, I, I, I'll open up the show but we're going to have you back later for jokes so yeah yeah guys everybody it's Meanie Radio after yeah. comedy on Friday That was accordion guy, you guys. Yeah, Josh Kahn. He's so ridiculously talented. I'm like, why do you do jokes? <laughs> you can play music? What are you doing, man? That's how people actually make money, <laughs> playing music. Hi, everybody. I'm your host tonight, Pam Benjamin. Yay! You're people. That's good. You're wearing masks, eating banh mi's. Hell yeah. No, right around the corner. I'll just give him a free plug. 20th and Bryant, they have $2.99 chicken banh mi's. $2.99. How are they making money? What are they doing? I'm like, where is this chicken coming from? It's the same. Well, it's the same thing. You go to the McDonald's and it's like, well, I don't, but a lot of people do. And it's, what is it right now? 20 McNuggets for $5? That's 25 cents a nugget. That's impossible. Like how? I can't. How are the, where are the, are they enslaving chickens? What's happening? Uh, yeah, it's poor chickens. The answer, yes. They cut off their beak. It's really sad. Vegans in the house? Any vegans? Yeah. Good for you. Do you eat bread? Eat sometimes. Okay, so bread is weird because I bake a lot of bread. I bake like three times a week because, I don't know, COVID. <laughs> Got to do something. I love baking. I do, because happiness is the only thing that's doubled when it's shared, and um, baked goods make you happy, and then you share them, and then it's, okay, anyway. But vegans eat bread, so I bake all this bread, and what you do is you take the yeast, right, and you put it, and you make it alive, and you feed it, and you give it sugar, and you sort of enslave it a little, and you make it burp and fart, and it, it makes your bread rise, and then you turn on the oven, and you murder entire cultures. <laughs> Bread is some Nazi shit, bro. It is. 
What? You are murdering entire cultures in the oven. Vegans, you eat bread? I actually do want to save the vegans, and I'm totally about 100% consent-based milk. I get it. You can't ask a cow for permission. You can't be like, hey, cow, have a baby, and let me steal your baby, and then I'm going to milk you, and I'm going to take your juice and give it to other babies. That's not okay because you can't ask the cow for consent. But what if we take women breast milk? If it's 100% consent-based milk and it was made into cheese, would you eat it? Yes? I mean, she's the vegan. The, you eat cashew cheese. You won't eat breast milk cheese? Come on. <laughs> like, it's 22% fat. It will make a cheese that will actually melt. Cashew cheese doesn't melt. So for me, I've been thinking, because I want to, like, force myself to lactate, because I want to save the vegans, I want to make this cheese. But I smoke and eat so much weed that there's, you know, weed that comes out of, would come out of my boobs. <laughs> So, so I would make TH cheese. <laughs> and then the question is, can I get high off my own supply? <laughs> can I finally reach weed singularity? <laughs> like, yes. Weed smokers in the house? Yeah, yeah, my weed smokers, what? Ooh, I smoke so much weed. Have you ever smoked so much weed that you forget how your own shower works? <laughs> Ah, <laughs> it's hot, it's cold. <laughs> ah! I was, I've been living in my place for 13 years. Every morning in the shower is an adventure. <laughs> ah! It's like airbnb in your own home. <laughs> How does this shower work? And why is there cat litter all over the floor? <laughs> I'm paying a lot for this place. I have cats. Cats? Cat people? <laughs> yeah! Ooh, bow to your alien overlords, the cats, with one paw. Yes! I am enslaved by my cats. Like, I'm so enslaved at this point that it's easier just to pick the actual poop out of the litter box and put it into the toilet. Like, it's... <laughs> I used to touch my cat's balls. Before I got him um, fixed, I used to touch them all the time. I'd squeeze them. They were the cutest, softest little pussy willows. I was like, ah, ah. It's like, you're not going to have these forever. You're going to miss this someday. Now when I squeeze his flaccid nutsack, it's just not as exciting as it used to be, you know? <laughs> I love my cat. I'm sorry. I'm a crazy cat lady, but not in the way you think. Um, I want to take my cat, and I want to shave him. And then I want to knit a sweater out of his fur. And then I want to make him wear it. I'm crazy. I love my cat. Thank you. There's so much cat hair on my floor. I was thinking about taking, I, I pick up all the cat hair things, and they turn into little dreadlocks of cat hair. And I was thinking, oh, I could knit these together to make masks and sell them on Etsy, right? So that nobody would know if you have allergies or a cocaine addiction. <laughs> Is it, are you allergic to cats? Is it just the mascot that I knit for you out of my cat's? Reuse, renew, recycle. It's, I love my cats. Cats. Also love our postal workers. Everybody should clap it up for them. Postal workers, clapping it up for the postal workers. Yeah. Male, the male, right? Not like the male. So this isn't, this isn't the usual 
postal worker. I had a crush on one of our postal workers. His name was Ethan, and I think he thought I was stalking him, but I was like, you're bringing the mail to me. <laughs> like, I'm not. You're coming to me. I sort of, I sort of maybe sexually harassed my mail carrier, <laughs> which my wife, we might have a new one because, so he, <laughs> he came by one day and the sun was out and he was wearing um, a wife beater underneath his mail outfit, you know, and his, the buttons were open and I could see a little nip. So he was kind of asking for it or whatever. And so I looked at him and I said, hey, I hope that the postal service makes a calendar and they put you in it. And I winked. <laughs> and he never came back. I think I I think I think I scared him. It's hard going through menopause. That's I mean maybe I catcalled him. I don't know. Catcalling, cat complimenting. It was almost a compliment, right? Like I live in the tenderloin and I get complimented all the time. <laughs> like I always know when I look cute because I get propositioned for sex. <laughs> like, it's 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 one o'clock, sir. Are you you want this right now? Oh. No, I don't know if it's complimenting. A gentleman said to me the other day. He's like, "Girl, you've been living a long time to look 22." Oh Compliment, taking it. Another guy. He came up to me on the bus, like actually on Tuesday. It was crazy, and he just came up to me. I had my mask on and everything, and he goes. You are beautiful. And I was like, I, I, you didn't even see my mouth. Like, I didn't even show you my pretty mouth. What are you even saying? Like, what are you? He's like, I bet people don't say that all the time. And I'm like, I, he's like, I'm too old for you. I was like, I know, how are we having a conversation on the bus right now? I try not to wear skirts. Uh, walking through the Tenderloin, a gentleman stopped me. And he said, hey, I like that skirt. Can I get under there and get a sniff? Oh, oh, that's catcalling, right? Also, why do you want to smell that dude's jizz? Like, <laughs> gross. What's wrong with you? That's on you, bro. Actually, it's all over me. It's all over. That's the problem. I, that's why they're after me. Like, I smell like sex, I guess. I don't know. I've never been propositioned more in my life. I'm like, ah! Is it COVID? What is it? I have abortions older than you. Like, <laughs> you're, you're young and beautiful. Look at you. It's, that's crazy. Look at these people coming out. Hi. These are the kids. I have abortions older than all of them, too. They're all. <laughs> I, had, I had my first abortion in 1995. Thanks. <laughs> Who was alive in 1995? <laughs> you were all good. Yay. Oh, okay, so I don't have an abortion over there. You just look really young. Good for you. <laughs> Very nice. 1995, 26 years ago. And I only have one regret about that first abortion, and that's that I didn't have a kid. Because right now, I could be having sex with all of his friends. <laughs> 26 year old men are hot. I'm into it. I'm like, yeah. I decided not to have children for a reason. <laughs> It's hard because I don't know what I look like because I can't see anymore. I'm so old. I can't. I, I'm so old I had to use my reading glasses to pack my bong. <laughs> can't see anything. And then, 
And that's the problem. I left my glasses on and I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, ah, is that what I look like? I've been beer goggling myself for years is what I'm saying. And I like it. I don't. I don't know. I don't want. That's the gift that God gives us as we get older. We can't see what's happening to our faces. It's just talking for all old people right now. I do feel really young, though, because I've been getting crazy zits on my face. And I don't know if it's from my mask or that I don't clean my bong enough. <laughs> like they're, all, they're all in this circular pattern around my mouth. And I'm not sure if it's the bong or the mask. Pot smokers? <laughs> Sorry. I need to clean my bong more. It's disgusting. It's boys come over and they're like, do you see what's this is wrong with this bong? I'm like, I can't see anything. Did you see? I don't wear the glasses. <laughs> can't see a thing. I'm guessing all the time. My sausage fingers. It's terrible when I send drunk texts, but you've gotten some of them where you just can't even decipher it in any way because it's sausage fingers and drunkness. And I'm like, yeah, that, that looks right. <laughs> send. It's fine. He's a friend. Okay. Anyone else have problems with that? Drunk texting? Anyone else? Yeah. It's been a big week for me. I like to drink. That's why I don't have kids. <laughs> Yay! I made an appropriate decision to not ever drive a car again or have kids. That means I can drink. <laughs> but America, you stacked, well, our last president, boo. Everyone's like, oh, good, Trump's gone, that's amazing. And I'm like, he stacked the Supreme Court. It's super scary. Like, all of women's rights to their own bodies could be taken away. I should not have a baby. I don't want a baby. I like to drink. I like to do drugs. Yay, yay, drink, drink, drugs. So, I'm, yeah, I'm a responsible adult, and I don't have kids. America, if you make me have kids, I'm going to need to get some new tools to drill some holes in the trunk of my car so the baby can breathe while I'm hanging out at the bar. <laughs> Do you see? Right? Like, I can't afford, you put the, ba the, the ba baby in the trunk with a sleeping bag, absolutely safe? Is that how that works? I can't afford a nanny. That's, I'm spending my money at the bar, friends. But America, don't make me have a baby. It's gonna turn nine, and it's gonna be in first grade for like the fourth time, and I'm gonna be in this parent-teacher conference, and the teacher's gonna say, um, excuse me, Miss Benjamin. Your child said that you love alcohol more than it. And I'm like, this is a sippy cup filled with vodka. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Is this a mimosa brunch? Come on, where's the... And then it turns 12 and it starts doing ketamine and I'm like, who is your dealer? <laughs> I could take you to Burning Man. We can finally get to know each other. This is gonna be amazing. And then it turns 15, this fictional baby, and it teaches me the cutest thing, right? If you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. From the mouths of babes! Genius! <laughs> right? And then finally it dies, right, at 17. <laughs> from, from some, like, speedball cocaine heroin to the vein, crazy. And I'm like, 17. 17 years. That is the latest late-term abortion I could ever get. <laughs> this is a 17-year late-term abortion. America! <laughs> it was your choice to put it through rehab four times. America! I couldn't have done, done that. I, I'm on Medi-Cal. <laughs> Can't afford rehab! Cool. You guys are on board with the abortion jokes. That makes me very happy. Thank you. We're gonna we're gonna get this crazy show started. Yay! 
Yay! I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. That was Josh Kahn, the accordion guy. He's going to be up later with jokes. He can do both. I can, I can tap dance a little bit. I can do a time step. <laughs> I can do a time step in a circle. Thank you. Yeah, I can still do the splits. I'll show off later. It's fine. I'm wearing. <laughs> no, I, I'm like I gotta try to. He played accordion. Like, how do I best that? There's no way. It's impossible. All right, we've got a great lineup of comedians for you tonight on the street, socially distanced, and people can move chairs wherever they feel comfortable. We have chairs, but if you don't want to be in the splash zone because that's scary, you can move them to wherever you feel comfortable. I know the splash zone. They're like, what's gonna happen there? I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of guys on the lineup tonight, so they're going to be talking about their dicks a lot. So we don't know what's going to splash where. They're just going to talk about it. They're not going to do anything. It's just They're just comedians. It's going to be okay, everybody. We're all in. Here, I'll turn the lights on, too. Ooh, fancy. Okay, your first comedian of the night. He's one of my favorite people in the scene. He, uh, I've known him for very many years. He saved my life. Well, kind of, sort of. I mean, he was, he's very, anyways, I love him to death. You're going to love him too. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Hunter Uniac. Yay! Yay! Keep this, it going for Pam Benjamin, This is everybody. a fresh mic. This is my microphone. Yes. Yeah. Hey, Pam. Hey. You said like you can't beat playing accordion. You want to know how you beat playing accordion? Don't, you don't play accordion. I gotta remember not to cuss up here, so it's gonna be a weird night. Um, I'm a carpenter, all right? Did somebody woo that? Don't woo that. Don't woo that. It means I made a horrible life decisions. I couldn't get a desk job. But I'm a carpenter, uh, my father's my boss. You guys ever, like anybody ever work with their father? No, you're all happy, all right. But I'll tell you what's like working with your father. You ever get ground, ground, fired and grounded on the same day? Like I lost my allowance, but I gained severance pay. It's weird though, I'm a carpenter. Like, um, my dad's my boss. He, he's, like, he's like the best racist in the world. Stick with me, don't, oh. He is, like, he's a positive racist. Like, we'll pick up day laborers, and we'll have them for a month, and he only gives them burritos for lunch. I'm like, Dad, you know, like, they don't only eat burritos. He goes, like, I don't care, they're homesick. It doesn't make sense, like, he's just so positive about this. He is, it's just like, dude, you know they like sandwiches too. Tortas, he goes, no, they don't. Like, he, he also is like, he only, he only thinks, I'm, fu I'm messing this up. That's all right. It was great in my head, though. It was. What else is with structure? Um, anybody get uh, hung over on St. Patrick's Day? That's a crowd I like. Yeah. But it's weird, like, um, I want to let you know, like, you ever go hung over and, like, you wake up to a jackhammer? You know, it just annoys you? Or I want to let you know that the guy on the jackhammer is probably way more hung over than you are. And that guy is me. I had a lady come up to me day for St. Patrick's Day. Excuse me, sir. It's, day, it's, a, it's a day for St. Patty's Day. She said it with two D's to two T's. That's why I know she was a Karen. She couldn't share a place that she had to put D in anywhere she fucking could, you know? Oop, I cussed. That's all right. <laughs> it's one of those, she was like, uh, I was, me and my girlfriend went crazy. We had four Irish car bombs last night. I'm an Irish man. I find that phrase racist and offensive because you think I'm sober enough to get behind the wheel of a car. <laughs> crazy, though. That dog bit me once. The one that almost bit the guy. All right. Sorry, though. Um, what else we going to talk about? Oh, yeah. Um. I went to a private school that didn't believe in letter grades. This came from a private school that didn't believe in letter grades. I want you to take that in for a second. Like, this is how weird the private school was. Uh, it was 2002, it was a one year anniversary of 9-11, and they decided to educate the children on 9-11. How did you do that, they, they ask? Sock puppets. 
Sock puppets. They taught us about 9-11 with sock puppets. All right, it's weird. Like there was like there was one like really hot like um uh, English teacher. They made her get like neon knee-high nylons the grade. Like her legs up in the air. It was a weird thing. Like it, in our yearbook, every year, in our yearbook every year we had an in memorandum to the guy who um who uh who, who developed the school. All right, and it talks in graphic detail about how this guy died. All right, he was scuba diving and his blood vessel he went like too far. He went up too high quickly, too fast, and his blood vessels burst. Yeah, this is a yearbook they gave out to first graders. <laughs> do you see how I'm like this right now? <laughs> hey, do you guys think Hulk Hogan looks like Thor if he was on bath salts? <laughs> cool. There's no joke to that. I just like telling people that. So we had that was going to talk about. Um, I was watching a Super Bowl. Like Super Bowl. Who watched the Super Bowl? You guys are f liars. <laughs> but I was Pam. That's a wrong Super Bowl. Oh, it was the right Super Bowl. I didn't watch the Super Bowl. I watched Super Bowl though, and like, um, when did we as a country become so pretentious that we need three national anthems before the game? We had America the Beautiful, Star Spanner Banger, and then a poem. And then like half our country decided to start, you know, uh, go getting on these other athletes for taking a knee during the entire time. They're not protesting. They're tired. All right, they need to conserve energy for a game. It's a Super Bowl, baby. Let them get ready. Jesus. It's weird though. I, um, I'm half white and half Filipino. Woo! Nobody woos that, Pam. Nobody woos that. But I'm half white and half Filipino, which means I'm 100% white at heart, you know, for college reasons. And 100% Filipino on paper. You know, for college reasons, I messed that up. That's fine. But, like, I'm so white. I'm so white. If I was a drug dealer, all my, uh, if I was a, so white, all my, if I was a pimp, all my bitches would have dental. I'm so white, my favorite rapper was the singer from Linkin Park. I'm so white, I discovered most deaf from the cameo he had on House. <laughs> you know what's the worst part about that? That one was not a joke. He played a deaf guy, I still haven't listened to his music since then. <laughs> I know it's bad, why do you think I'm always angry? <laughs> it's weird though. Um, I like drinking, who likes drinking? Yes, nice. Little fun fact about drinking, up until the year 1820, the only way you can have clean drinking water was if alcohol was in it. That's how they sterilized it. That means everybody up until the year 1820 was shit-faced. <laughs> America was founded in 1776. That means the founding fathers of this great country signed the Declaration of Independence when they were blacked out drunk. Woo! That's beautiful! Benjamin Franklin, he wrote a constitution. He invented the stove. How did he discover electricity? By flying a kite into a thunderstorm at four in the morning. That's not a man of science. That's a drunk man <laughs> flying a kite into a thunderstorm at four in the morning. That's why now I have this theory that Jesus Christ was the only sober man up until that time period. Do you guys know that story where you feel like 5,000 fish? Like, you know, we like, five fish and it's like 5,000 people? Thank you, yeah, you're the only one going to heaven. <laughs> well, no, you're not, you're a lawyer, that's right. <laughs> but he fed 5,000 people. With three fish. You guys know what happened next to? A river. That means everybody in the Bible is too drunk to know where fish come from. <laughs> Jesus says, take my hand. I shall guide you in the promised land. That's him trying to get his drunk ass apostle friends home at four in the morning. I can see him pacing up and down the streets of biblical Bethlehem just going, Judas! Ju <laughs> Jesus Christ, Judas. I swear to God, you're going to be the death of me one of these days. 
That's right. Applaud you to Jesus dying. That's what you guys did. Horrible people. I, I do believe in heaven, but I don't want to go there for one simple reason. I'm terrified of heights. I'll be spending the first thousand years of eternal bliss having a freaking panic attack. What's after that? I get to see all my fu- Can't cuss. I can't say the F word, right, Pam? Yeah, no F-U-C-K, right? Faggot. <laughs> that's not that's not banned. It's crazy though. Um, I'll do this one. I um, I love eating. I do. The very first time I went to a strip club, I got kicked out for eating too much of the free buffet. <laughs> this is a true story. I was 19 years old, girl club, five dollar lunch buffet. Get it? Like you know, poor college student. But like the reason I got kicked out is because strippers are used to sexual harassment. Chefs, not so much. <laughs> you know, it's crazy though, guys. Um, I'm, I'm a boring person. Off stage, you guys want to find out you're a boring person? People on cocaine just walk out of your conversations. <laughs> Only one guy in here does blow. <laughs> All right. Crazy, though. Um, my mom tells me too much information. She does. Like, uh, I'm really close to my mom. And um, one time, like, she, uh, she, she, she fractured her leg. And she, um, she was bedridden. And she was disabled. When she was disabled, she lost 30 pounds in three weeks. You know, and when she lost all this weight, her uh, tits stay the same size. That's not the reaction I want, Pam. <laughs> but yeah, her tits stay the same size. So like one day I'm hoping to clean out the bed, and I'm, I'm an adult at this point, so I'm like, I ask my mom, I'm like, Mom, are your tits fake? And she replies calmly, well, yes, Hunter, they are. Now that's where the conversation should have ended. <laughs> but no, this bitch kept on going on. I got them when I was 20. In the 80s, everybody did coke off them. So much coke was done from my mother's tits, and when she breastfed me, it's a baby 10 years later. I came away rubbing my one tooth, just like. <laughs> you guys are applauding a coke baby. I don't know how I feel about that. You're <laughs> 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 fun. I um, also talk about. Um, let's do this. My dad's a weird guy. He is. Uh, one day he uh, came home from work when I was working with him, and uh, he told me to go to the bed of a truck and take out the toilet that is there. And when I did that, the toilet wasn't wrapped. My father, the man who pays the bills in my house, stole a toilet. <laughs> I then asked him why he stole a toilet. He's an Irish immigrant. I asked him why he stole a toilet. Because the Kennedy brothers shat in there. That's his only reason why he stole a toilet. <laughs> he remodeled a, a, a California state legislator's house. The Kennedys were doing blow off that and, you know, use a defecate. He stole that, brought it into his backyard, and let set there, okay? I had to, like, as soon as, like, as soon as I brought the toilet into the backyard and touched the tallest blade of grass in there, that's when I officially knew I became white trash. And then I looked around my backyard, and I saw the tree stump that's there, the weights I haven't used since I was 16, and something else I can't remember right now. I realized I've already been white trash my entire life. Is this really more entertaining than my set right now? I'm literally opening up. At the, end, at the end of this, I was going to explain how my father was a meth addict, and it was a really traumatic thing, and now you're just like, this is a ball. You are a horrible person. No, I ruined the joke just to make you feel bad. <laughs> you know what? I love you, Christy, but everybody boo Christy. <laughs> you guys aren't going to do that? Okay. That's the end of my set, guys. Yeah. Wasn't it weird? Yeah. <laughs> Yay. 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 Yay.
Hunter Uniac, everyone. Yes. No cuss words. So impressive. Um, Brady, if you want to run inside and get chairs, there and there, just grab two chairs, and then and and yeah, absolutely. Oh, Hunter, it's so nice when he talks about Jesus. Um, I I love. I used to love Jesus. I mean, I have a tattoo on my arm that's um, a Bible verse, and it's First Peter two eleven, which says, "Don't indulge your ego at the expense of your soul." Oh, oh, that's important for a comedian. But does anyone have any fa favorite Bible verses? Anyone? No, you're all heathens. Sodom and Gomorrah here. Nobody knows any Bible verses. I really like the one that's. Um, Look at the birds of the sky. They do not sow or reap or stow away in barns. Yet your heavenly father takes care of them. Are ye not better than birds? And then I'm like, well, no, we aren't better than birds. Like they reap, they don't reap or stow or sow. Like they have houses and they eat and they fly. Of course, birds are better than people. I don't know what the Bible's getting to about that. I'm like, it's just the hubris of man. I'm better than everything. We can't fly. It's about not worrying, I guess. That's the next thing is, can any of you live an extra day by worrying a minute in your life? No, now it's become a TED Talk about the Bible. That's why I can't do Bible jokes because nobody reads it and I have to explain too much. I used to be a cheerleader for God. There is only one God, and he is the sun God. Ra, ra, ra. Yeah, that's how that works. Your next comedian, hilarious individual, so excited that she's here every time. Uh, she's so supportive and wonderful. She's very new, but she's hilarious. Put your hands together, everybody, for Shelby Wilson. Yay! How are all of you? Yeah. yeah, I'm having a day. Can I open up? Can I be honest? I'm having a day, okay? I'm annoyed. I am bloated. I feel fat, but not with a PH, okay? It's tough. It's tough right now. I know I'm a skinny bitch, right? So these are just like, you know, waves in the ocean. It doesn't matter. I know I'm a skinny bitch because I put arugula on everything. The calories are negated if you top it with a sprinkle of arugula. But no, I'm pissed, I'm bloated, I'm annoyed. I don't know what my boyfriend has done yet, but he's done something. That's right, folks, I am getting my period, uh, if that wasn't evident. Uh, I love my period, though, because she's predictable in the same ways that I am. Uh, she introduces herself with rage. <laughs> so that explains my drive over. And then it's fun because the final stage is being convinced I am pregnant. Yeah, I am convinced I am the mother Mary by the end of this cycle. But it starts with rage. It starts with rage. And I was filled with rage on the way over here. I put on like my angriest playlist. It's just all bass, all right? It is entirely bass. We got Pharaoh Monch on there. Just like Another One Bites the Dust by Queen. Like I am just raging. I'm nervously changing lanes on the 80 to Bad Girls by MIA in my beat up Chevy Cruze. It's very intimidating. It very much conveys my mood. Very angry on the way over here. 
And then it was like, I had this weird, right? I got this like great, angry, bassy, trappy, rappy playlist. And then Spotify will cycle in new songs without my permission. And one of them was called Jailbreak the Tesla. I don't know what the kids are up to these days. I'm really confused by Gen Z rap. I don't understand it all. I don't understand Gen Z at all. All right, I'm proudly a millennial. I fall just to the right side of that age line, and I'll always stand by it. All right, but I'm really scared of Gen Z. I don't know what's going on down there. All I know is I'm really lucky is that a jury of my peers will not be Gen Z. And I feel really bad for a jury of Gen Z's peers. Like, that's going to be a mess. They have no attention span anymore. They're not going to pay attention. They're going to put the court reporter out of business because they're just going to post it all on TikTok. <laughs> right? It's the end of an industry. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, back to adults, back to the real people in the world. So, okay, here about, this is great news, 52% of California adults are partially vaccinated at this point, right? That's great news. That's great news. That's why we're all here. We feel great. <laughs> Some of us feel great. Some of us feel threatened. Okay, I'm going to move over here. Thanks. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, uh oh, I'm about to take this down with me. We're doing great. This is all, none of this is like contributing to my annoyance level entering this evening. I do not feel safer. No, no, no. I don't. All right, so 52% of California adults are vaccinated. That's amazing. Guess who is not vaccinated to this day? She refuses to be my grandma. I know. I know, she had, she had the golden ticket. She could have gone first in line and she didn't do it. She read on Facebook it would make her infertile. <laughs> she is 86 years old. Throw in the towel, grandma. You have 20 grandkids. Hi, right here. Like, I don't need any more competition when the will rolls around, grandma, please. Take, a, take the back seat here. Leave it to uh, the fertile ones of us who are angry about it. No, but I was thinking about it. Okay, secret time, secret time. Are you guys ready? So my grandma let it slip that my sister and I are her prettiest grandkids. Yay. Isn't that so cute? I'm so in that will. It's not even funny. Although I kind of had this nightmare scenario that like, oh, no, we got to gust of wind, a nightmare that a gust of wind blows away my set. Um, I have this nightmare scenario that we're going to read out the will, and it's going to say, like, to my prettiest grandchild, and then, like, ten of us all stand up at the same time. <laughs> like, she's been playing all of us, like, telling us, like, you're my prettiest, and then I get, like, five dollars and a coupon to, I don't know, Quiznos or something. Yeah, I'm from Orange County, California, so it's important that I, uh, <laughs> that I find money somehow in this world. Is anyone still following GameStop? Yeah, I sh for sure still am. I'm waiting for the right moment. <laughs> waiting for the right moment to reach out to all the gamer Reddit nerds I turned down in college <laughs> to let them know that I've had feelings for them all along. <laughs> I'd do it. I'm from Orange County. I would marry for money. That's the easy way. I, like, it's fun. Like, my grandma's a real one, and I love that compliment, right? Because that applies to most people. You're a real one. You're a real human being. You get to Orange County, California, that compliment no longer applies <laughs> as broadly as you would expect. There's a lot of silicon happening in the grocery store even. Like I can't even say thank you for wiping off my grocery cart because I'm like, are you a real one? We don't know yet. That nose looks a little too perfect. 
It's a question. It's funny. So, like, I grew up in Orange County, California. It was a little different, though, because my dad was an unstable guy. Uh, like, all my friends were getting nose jobs, and I just got a nose jab. Yeah. No, it's fine. It did the same work. It did the same work. And he saved a lot of money. Like, you can't blame the man, right? And that's, like, a thrifty thing that I carry with me today. So I couldn't say no to a free car, right? It's a great deal. So I stole a car. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't, like, actually, okay, it wasn't, like, actually stolen. I don't know how to hotwire anything. I barely know how my microwave works beyond the express settings. Like, no, he bought the car, but I just didn't give him the love and affection he expected in return. So it's, like, emotionally stolen. Sorry I didn't sign the 100,000-mile agreement to love you. Sorry. No, I'm just terrible at receiving gifts. I'm terrible at receiving gifts. Did you guys take your love languages test? All right, all right. First off, if his love language is physical touch, he's a hoe. <laughs> and that's your first red flag. I think I know what I'm going to fight with my boyfriend over later. <laughs> I think I got it. Thanks. No, I took my love languages test. Uh, I took my love languages test, and I got all of them. She's a little high-maintenance, folks. <laughs> Not just this week out of the month, just in general. That test stands all seasons. Um, no, it's just like I got four out of five, 25% split, right, because there's five love languages. The only one that I didn't get was gift-giving. Only one. Doesn't mean anything to me. Car, nothing. Boyfriends show up on holidays, and they're like, hey, I got you this fantastic thing. Like, thank you. I'm equally prepared for this moment. Um, I got you. Fuck. My body. Yay. You're so welcome. It's wrapped in all these clothes. Merry Christmas, baby. Uh, I love that there's, I love that this is a dog show. I really do. Like, it brought a lot of excitement. It's been, it's been really fun. Um, I'm not jealous at all of all of the attention that dogs get. <laughs> not even a little jealous. Um, I haven't been able to sleep at night. Anyone else? Right? Yeah, just anxiety. Um, and it's really depressing when you get to, like, the fourth episode of, a of, like, a sleep podcast. Right? That's when you know you're in the pits. But I don't like the double standard because, like, I need human voices to fall asleep. You would ease, like you would gladly leave the radio or the TV on for a dog when you leave the house. You would not call the dog codependent when you're breaking up with it. <laughs> right? No, we love dogs, but I have issues, apparently. But no, I do love dogs. I'm not, I'm not begrudging against dogs at all. I'm just having trouble dating right now. Anyone else having trouble dating during a global pandemic? Great, amazing. We're all reckless. Or brave, I haven't decided yet. But it's like it's troubling, right? And I did meet someone and we went away for a week. We went away for a week together, you guys. It's a lot of time to spend with somebody you kind of just met, all right? And it was really fun, but it's just, God, I think at this point I'm really over dating white guys. Because I had to fuck to classical music. Sorry, Pam. <laughs> I had to have sex to classical music and like he's, like, thank you, Sebastian, for the lovely performance, but no crescendo on my end. <laughs> thank you. And he's a classy guy, right? So we went wine tasting. It was sweet, right? It's really sweet. It's a great experience, and I didn't want to, like, I didn't, I wanted to impress, right? So I took what I knew about wine tasting, and I wanted to make, like, a really thoughtful, educated comment. I wanted to pull 
based on like location and memory. So we're tasting this wine and I very confidently said, this tastes how a spirit Halloween store smells. <laughs> I'm picking up hints of laminated Halloween costume. <laughs> he didn't love that, but at the same time, he um, did pop the big question. Yeah, he did, he really did. Uh, he asked if he could pee on me. <laughs> the answer was no, obviously, the answer was no, uh, because <laughs> we split the bill at dinner. And also, don't ask in the restaurant, Sebastian, okay? All right, you guys, my name is Shelby Wilson. Thank you so much. Thank you, Pam. Have a great night. Yay, you're amazing. Yay. Shelby Wilson, she's having her period. Yeah. Hell yeah. That was awesome. I'm so jealous. You still have your period? Wow. <laughs> I'm going I'm going through menopause, so like, I had my period 11 months ago. Yeah, and it was crazy. It was so crazy. Like, woo, I thought I aborted the ghost of Scalia. <laughs> but no, the entire Supreme Court is still inside my uterus. Like, you don't want a geriatric pregnancy. You don't. Cool. Shelby, that was a great set. Clap it up again for Shelby Wilson. Yay. Lovely human being. Your next comedian is from Texas, and he has just moved here to join us because he is the boss, and we are very, very lucky. And I had the opportunity to see him on Monday at Joke Workshop, and I'm so excited to see what he does right now. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Chris Beasley. Yay. What's going on? Oh my goodness. Um, anybody out here in love? Oh, okay, okay. Oh, oh, I love love. Uh, this is amazing too. I'm jealous of this. Cause y'all, what, like three weeks, four weeks? Were having? A little longer than that? Okay, I can see that, I can see that. I love love so much and um, I'm just getting over a breakup. Yeah, it, it's really embarrassing. Um, because we broke up in seventh grade. Yeah, I know. With the pandemic, like I was watching the stories. Oh, why did I do that, you know? Like, don't watch the stories. But it was middle school, and this was a bad breakup. Like, the whole school stopped talking to each other. You know, seventh grade Chris was distraught, scarred for life. So this set is brought to you by BetterHelp. Okay? For older people, this set is brought to you by alcoholism. Don't get jealous, get Jameson, you know? Oh my goodness. But it's just, it's tough. Dating is so hard. Like, there, there's two type of exes, right? There's the ex that you never want to see again, and you kind of hope they got COVID. Did I say that? No. And then there's the ex that, like, you want to know they're good, just not better than you, right? Yeah, that's Brianna for me. You know? <laughs> Sir, I'm sure you're, you're a great, great boyfriend. When y'all break up, you're like, Mademoiselle, I bid you adieu. Me, I'm toxic. I found that I'm toxic. I was watching her stories. She went up to um, uh, Washington. 
She went to Santa Cruz. I can't wait to see her go to hell. You know? Just a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Um, no, uh, she's she's doing good though. She has a boyfriend, so I watch his stories, right? <laughs> Just a little bit, you know. I gotta see if she's actually doing good. And the other day, he was out with another woman. That's a good day for me. That was a good day for me. Not even gonna lie. Um, I screenshot that, sent it to Brianna. Okay, I'm toxic. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did that. Um, she messaged me back, that's my best friend, and she's a lesbian. I was like, oh, I felt like an idiot. But I mean, if she's a lesbian and your boyfriend's a bitch, you should be worried. It's just, uh, just, just my thought. I, I'm toxic. It happens. It happens. Dating is just so difficult. Um, I dated a Marine. Ooh, shout out to strong women, by the way. Shout out to strong women. Where you at, ladies? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I, I love strong women. I feel like I'm a feminist, maybe for the wrong reasons. Like, cause I'm attracted to strong women. Like I'm an ally, like I'm, I'm the cheerleader. Cause I'm trying to get with the quarterback. You know what I mean? Like I'm out there marching, like keep your laws off her body. Oh my God, this is not her first march. Look at her legs. Woo, Stairmaster, Fit Fitness Plus something. Like, oh my goodness, it's, it's just weird because I, I, I can't trust myself as an ally sometimes because strong women are just so beautiful. Like Kamala, Kamala, make some noise for Kamala, right? Golly, I feel like if you go down on Kamala, she'll taste like candy, you know? Not bubble gum though, like licorice, you know? Something strong, something distinct. It's not for everybody, but it's for me. That's what I'm saying, you know? My goodness, I just, I love strong women. Uh, my ex was a Marine, we broke up. It, it's just, it's really hard dating somebody that can kill you, you know what I mean? Like I go to my friend, oh, I think this is our last argument. He's like, that's great. It's like, no, she's gonna kill me. Like, oh my God. Uh, but dating is hard, dating is tough. Um, I'm a teacher. Yeah, wow. Dang, I'm glad everyone's happy I'm broke. It's amazing, it's amazing. Teaching makes dating really hard, really hard, because your salary is public knowledge. So I could be out with a girl. She just pulls out her phone. So what school district you teach in? How long have you been teaching? That's why we're at McDonald's. And I always want to say something smart back, but all I can say is, uh, yes, please pull to the window. <laughs> you got to work two jobs. I, I, it's rough being a teacher. It's bad when your students come to the window. It's way worse trying to break up with someone when you work the window. Hi, what can I get for you today? Commitment, motherfucker. It's like, damn, golly. If you wanted a God-fearing man, go to Chick-fil-A. That's all I'm saying. Um, but no, dating is tough. Dating is really hard. Um, I feel like you just want someone to accept you and love you for you, right? I told that to my mom. She's like, baby, that's Jesus. But that's fair, mom. That's fair. I just, you know, I can't love Jesus the same way because, you know, I'm straight. He's a man. She's like, baby, you can be gay for Jesus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. My mom is from Texas, Southern Baptist, but okay. 
right? So now I'm telling people like, yo, I'm a born again Christian. They're like, where'd you find the Lord? I'm like, grinder. <laughs> what you talking about? Shoot, found me a beautiful man named Jesus. You know, just out there killing it. But yeah, oh man, no. You know, God is good. God is good because, yo, I got married, y'all. Yeah, I found my love. I found my one. I love my wife because she has money. <laughs> she has money. Oh, my wife works for Apple. Yeah, so she's doing good. It's, it's crazy. When you get married, right, it's like you're getting on the on-ramp and you see Bay Area traffic and your boys are like, exit, bro, exit. When she has money, they're like, it'll clear up, man. Go ahead. You're good. Yeah, my wife, she, she's great. She makes a little more than me, but I still have to take her out. I have to wine and dine her, you know? So every now and then we come into the city. You know, we don't stop anywhere. We just drive through. Um, I let the window down, though. I'm not a monster, you know? Uh, but yeah, I, I made a mistake the other day because I, I said, hey, baby, I think I want to be a comedian. Right? All I heard was boom, down the road, exit left that man with a real job. <laughs> Damn, baby, Siri has gone to your head, all this Apple stuff. But now I'm getting really, really uh, twisted because uh, last time I talked to her, I said, hey, babe, let's take it to the bedroom. All I heard was boom, proceed to the root. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? I'm, I'm good with that. I'm just getting really turned on while driving now. Like, getting directions here, I put in mutiny, do, 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 radio, cool, boom, merge into the lane. Ooh. Ooh. Splash zone. Ooh. <laughs> oh. I was driving, it's like, boom, take the back road. Ooh, Siri, you a freak. Ooh. Good night. No. Boom. You reach your destination. <sighs> mm, yes. Yes, I have. I'm here. I've arrived. Man. Oh, man. But uh, I am a teacher, and I am from Texas. Um, man, being a, being a black teacher in Texas, like, you don't, you actually don't want to admit you're black in Texas. Not when you teach, man, because they'll make you coach. Like, yo, I want to go home at 3.30. What y'all talking about? <laughs> I mean, I love the kids, but come on now. It was rough, too. Like, my students' parents, they swore I was a coach no matter what. I'd just be seen at a Walmart. It's like, oh, I know you from somewhere. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm at the school. No, that's not what it is. Have you seen that movie? Remember the Titans? <laughs> Were you the coach, Denzel Washington? No, I don't coach. Well, you look like you'd be great at it. My goodness. Racism is creative, y'all. It's creative. So creative. Man, it's just, it's tough. Racism is kind of creative. Um, Let's see. No, teaching, teaching is an interesting thing. Teaching is an interesting thing because... It's like you want to be there for the kids. You want to be a great role model for them, you know? Um, me, when I was growing up, I felt like I didn't have the best role models, you know, 
Because I, I looked up to Bill Cosby. You know, I didn't know. I didn't know. I, we didn't know back then. I was jamming the R. Kelly like, damn. It was rough, guys. Man, I did have one person. I had my coach. I had my coach. Oh, man. Uh, my coach was 30. I was 16. But I felt like, you know, we had so much in common. Like, we were from the same neighborhood, right? From the same neighborhood, played the same sports. We even slept with the same students, you know? <laughs> it's a true story, y'all. It was a very, very traumatic experience. That's why I don't coach, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, I had a bad experience. Uh, my coach was sleeping with the same student, same girl that I was. We were dating for a little bit. And um, I should have known because, like, after sex, we'd always go over the playbook. <laughs> I thought she was supporting me. You know, I was on the team running the naked bootleg. I was like, oh, wow, thank you for the support. Turns out she was supporting someone else. It's just, it's crazy, crazy. I, I know that education has an issue with Inappropriate relationships with students and teachers, you know, and that's why I became a teacher. <laughs> not, not. Oh, so I said that wrong. No, not. See, she's messed me up. Not because of that, because I wanted to be a role model for the students. That's what I'm saying. But um, I, teaching, you actually kind of realize how racist you are. It's early in the school year. I didn't know all the kids' names, you know, right? Beautiful black girl in my class was like, "Hey, Keisha, can you turn the page?" It's not Keisha? She's like, it's Caitlin. Damn. I was way off. Caitlin, I'm sorry. I didn't know I was racist. And like, I should know what Caitlin's going through. Because at times, I don't feel black enough. Because my name's Chris Beasley. Like, what were my parents doing? Did they not know? Like, they could have gone with Jamal. All right? Like Malik, oh, little something, you know what I'm saying? Golly, I just, I just really feel like parents, you know, especially black parents, you got to take caution when you're naming. <gasps> caution. That's a dope black name. <laughs> like, I mean, it's spelled caution, but it's pronounced Kashan, you know. Thank y'all so much for this time. I am Chris Beasley. Chris Beasley, everyone, killing it. Yes, Texas is here, and we are happy about it. Yay. Oh, my gosh. He talked about so many crazy things. My ex-husband was black. I don't, I, I don't often like to say that because then people think I'm racist because <laughs> they're like, well, why you got to make a point about that? And I was like, I don't know. It was like... It's just it just happened. It's cool. We're divorced now. I I got my first STD from marriage. Yeah, no, I know. Sexually transmitted debt. Ah, uh, but that's because I grew up in the '90s when we called them STDs. Now you call them STIs, and so I'm like, what is it? Sexually transmitted income? Is that? Is it just perspective? Is that how it works? I don't know. That's good. Yay. Oh my gosh. You have two twin dogs. Are they from the same? Are they the same? They're brother and sister. There's brother and brother. Brother and brother. Yes. The same dogs. I always think it's funny when people get like the same dogs 
So when my, no, but when my cat died, I couldn't get another, I can't have another great cat for years because Spike, God bless his soul and he lives in the firmament and I love you, Spike. I can never have a great cat again because my great cat was so perfect. So now I have a stripedy boy and I have a calico girl because Spike was so great that I need two cats to replace him. <laughs> I know, it's okay. My cat, I tell them that all the time. That's why I shouldn't have ever had children, because I would have been like, you're not good enough. <laughs> like, I could have done all these things with my life if you hadn't come along. No, I just would have thought that in my head, but they would have known. It's fine. There's a reason why I didn't have kids. It's good. I have cats and a master's degree. That's important. Your next comedian. I know, it's such a poor decision. I, MFA in poetry. Never going to make any money ever. Such a poor, poor, poor decision. So dumb. Not dumb, just poor. I'm a master of the language. Yay. No one knows. Everyone's LOL and LMF. I just learned what DTF was. That was so crazy. I used to teach college or whatever, and one of the kids was like, hey, Benjamin, the, the semester's over. Are you DTF? And I was like, I don't know what that means because I'm too old. But I sent back the winky emoji because I think that does something, right? <laughs> right? Is that how it works? But that's why I can't ever be a college professor because I would have sex with all of my students. <laughs> like it's, he was, Chris was talking about like being high school. Like, what? Here's a question. This is terrible. I shouldn't say this out loud. But if I masturbate to pictures of my ex-boyfriend from Facebook when he was 15 and played water polo. Is that a pedophilic act? Like, I mean, I know him now and he's an adult, but when he was 15, he played water polo and he surfed and those pictures are on Facebook. So like, come on, is that, am I, a, is that edgy? Is that a problem? I don't, your next comedian, I know him from, he was on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, and I know him from Portland, and he's amazing, and he lives here now, which is incredible. He hasn't done a set in a year, so you have to be awesome and nice, because he's hilarious, but it's been, he's, ru he's rusty, right? But it's been a year. I mean, all the comedians that were, like, nice and didn't just say, like, hey, uh, all the rules, uh, whatever about those. He actually was clandestine and stayed inside. Cared. I like big words. I Like I said, I have an MFA in poetry. Where else do I use words like clandestine except at a comedy reading? Is it a comedy reading tonight? Put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Colin Braun! Yay! Keep it going for Pam, everybody. I hope she can get the help she so desperately needs. <clears throat> I am so excited for this goddamn pandemic to be over. Jesus goddamn Christ. We get to go out. We don't have to have our masks on anymore soon. We get to see who's been flossing. Not you. But Pam told the truth. I've not done a set live in front of people since March 11th, 2020. Although I did host a uh, Zoom show called Sick Leave, a virtual open mic, until about July, uh, and it was garbage, so I stopped. <laughs> I've just been focusing on my job. I work in structural steel, so I do apologize if I'm a bit rusty. Um, 
if you didn't like that, you have to strap in for the next 30 seconds because it's all it's all puns, and I apologize. Um, <coughs> so, when you build something out of steel, first thing you have to do is forge the steel. That's boring. Then you have to fabricate the parts out of the forged steel. Also boring. Then I come in to do the fun part. I erect the steel. And as a gay man, there is nothing that brings me more joy in life than answering the question, Colin, what do you do for a living? With the word, oh, I manage erections. Yeah, you're goddamn right. Structural steel, we've got all the fun words. Here's a quick list. Rod, stroke, jack, pump, drill, thickness, member, load, manpower, and my personal favorite, hole widening. And uh, honorable mention to penetration weld. Can you believe it's been 13 months since I've done this? Yeah. I can. Um, guys, now that the election's over, can we admit that the post office kind of sucks? We were all thinking it the entire time. The entire time we were thinking it. Support the post office only if it hurts him. Only so. Only so. You're telling me that my taxes pay for a union employee with a pension to drop off garbage and bills at my house every day and I have to be grateful for it? Can't say that word, you. <laughs> I hate the goddamn postal service. I hate any delivery service, really. One time I worked for a company, we had to borrow a $40,000 piece of equipment to test the friction on I-5, and UPS came to pick it up. We had the word fragile posted all over the goddamn thing. This guy just picks it up, throws it in the truck. I cried, just a bit. I'm a good engineer. I cried when that piece of equipment was hurt. You're goddamn right. Have I said the F word yet? I feel like I'm doing good. Awesome. Um, I know this is an outdoor comedy show in San Francisco, but do we have any white people here? Okay, one or two. Guys, do you remember, do you remember, do you remember just under a year ago when we all learned that black lives matter? I remember that too. Apparently they still do, but I remember at the time white people were doing this thing where they wanted to show how much they cared. And they were taking letter paper and ballpoint pens and scrawling on them quickly with the level of speed that can only be found in, in a liberal about to miss the boat. Black lives matter on letter paper single line thickness in these letters, and then they put them on the side of their cars and affix them with painter's tape, which is bright blue. You saw it, y'all saw it. Painter's tape is designed to be incredibly easy to remove. 
Now, <laughs> Black Lives Matter is a statement, it is a movement transfixed upon the notion that we all must make lifetime commitments to changing the systems that we live in and the way that they see and treat black people. And I don't think ballpoint pen and letter paper and painter's tape really gives the statement that you care about black lives for the rest of your life. That says to me that you care about black lives until it rains or you go on the highway, whichever happens first. <laughs> it was a dry summer. And no one was traveling, so I feel like it lasted a good long while, and that's about as long as at a month and a half of Black Lives Mattering is. Uh, that's pretty good, as far as this his, uh, this country's history is concerned. I um. The last time I came here, the, the the first show I did was on Wednesday. The day before Wednesday on most weeks is Tuesday, but that week was special because that Tuesday was Super Tuesday which is the day where all the primaries happen. And that was the day when all the Bernie people realized <laughs> it's not gonna happen again. It was also the day that I put a Bernie sticker on the back of my car. How's that for timing? <laughs> but it says something great about all the Bernie people, that we all did the same thing at the same time. We said, oh, is this? But we're all, okay. That was funnier when I thought of it on Super Tuesday. which was a year ago. I have a few uh, impressions. How much time do I have left? Oh, uh, whatever you ask, you have a minute, but... Don't, no, that's not what I asked. I'm not, I'm not running out of jokes here, Pam. It's been a year. I'm just kind of cold. These lights are not warm. They're very efficient. I hate it. Perfect, stop talking. Now, my first impression is uh, this is an old British man uh, clearing his throat. <coughs> My next impression is uh, of an old British lady hearing a dirty joke. <coughs> uh, My next, uh, my next impression is uh, a guy who just found out that his wife is cheating on him, and also he sucks at golf. <laughs> Whore! <laughs> thank you. Uh, my last, my last, thank you. My last impression is the alt-right high school motivational speaker. All right, kids, listen up. In this life, there are only two genders. There are winners and there are losers. Which bathroom are you going to use? Thank you. That was a series of uh, impressions. Now, I work in the construction industry. Some people will think, but Colin, there aren't many gays. And I work in the management side of the construction industry. Don't get too comfortable. Uh, and some people will think, you know, Colin, you must be the only queer person in the construction industry, but it's not true. The, the LGBT community, we're there. We're in construction. We have a rich, deep, and diverse tapestry of lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> you 
And there's a couple of gays as well in management. We compare our erections and and we talk and there's a project going on right now. They're, uh, I'm a big advocate for mental health and they've, uh, they've, they're building a net on the Golden Gate Bridge, a net to catch all the people that are just throwing themselves off of that motherfucker. And um, it's, a, it's a four year contract. It's currently in year five. And its price has gone up by a, it, its original bid was somewhere around 150 million. Now it's about 250 million. It's about halfway done. Um, but you know, every construction project, as, as our carpenter friend can explain to you, has drama, it has stress, it has pain, it has bullshit to deal with all of these things. And as a construction professional, I can tell you, everyone, everyone working on that project must be going through absolute hell. But what I can tell you is that every year, 30 to 60 people jump off the Golden Gate Bridge. These are people who are sick, these are people who need help, and who need this net to be there to tell them, no, <laughs> you're not going to do it here. <laughs> but hold on, uh, the, the, the intent is that like they'll get to that point and they'll be sad. And you know, and once this, bri once this net is done, all that drama, all that money, all that time, means that 30 to 60 people a year will just shoot themselves instead. And it's all going to be worth it. Guys, you've been fantastic. I'm so glad to be back doing comedy. My name is Colin Braun. Have a nice night. Colin Braun, everyone. Yay. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. That's really exciting. Yeah, you can go potty inside. Absolutely. Oh, you want to put, there's a thingy there to put money in. There's a weird little bucket. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. That's amazing. Money in the bucket is amazing. Also, you can always Venmo us at Mutiny Radio. All one word, and it's a Burt and Ernie logo, which doesn't make a lot of sense because it's like not our look. Don't ask. It's th things are weird. I don't know how to make the world happen. That was crazy. Yay, suicide jokes. They're funny sometimes. Yay. I don't understand why people jump off the Golden Gate Bridge. You should jump onto the Golden Gate Bridge, right? Because like peak to roadway, ample distance to kill yourself. <laughs> no, works every time. <laughs> so that's a Zach Wiseman joke. That's I have to give him credit. That's it, we hope Zach Wiseman is still alive and great. He used to be here all the time at Muni Radio, but now he does heroin. Boo! Uh, but if anyone ever sees Zach Wiseman on the street, like help him out because he's a good guy and he's like one of the funniest people in San Francisco. Like I just did his joke and I got a laugh from you, so that means it's funny. <laughs> Yay! No, it's. I mean, it's a, it's a net. I mean, I just want to, like, jump off the Golden Gate Bridge to hang out in that hammock. Like, are they going to make that cool thing? I'm like, can I jump off with a bottle of wine? Like, when you get off the... Like, when like when they tell you when you're on a plane and they're like, we're going to land in this crazy pace and you have to go down this weird slide. And, and I'm like, can I have a bottle of wine and we sit in the hammock at the bottom and just drink above the bay? Is that not romantic? Like, this. <laughs> Sounds like a fun night. All right. Uh, who's next? I'm sorry. I'm a bad host. There's a thing in there. Hold on. Everybody clap while I go and go look at the list. Yay! Oh, yeah. Your next comedian. Your next comedian. Uh, 
He's another guy from Texas. We have two Texas people here tonight, which is exciting. He's one of my favorite. Oh, get the fresh mic from the box. Fresh mic from the from the box. There you go. Everybody, he's very, very funny. Clap your hands together, everyone. For Luke Moore. Yay! Luke Moore. Hooray! Yay! Oh, it's so good to see everybody. Ladies and women, <laughs> and men too. <laughs> Where can I go? Not very far. I'm sorry, it's a short <laughs> Okay, my name is Luke Moore. Okay, I was a household name in a house that I grew up in. Thank you, thank you. Oh, Luke Moore, yeah, I've heard of him. He's my son. <laughs> I named him that. Uh, yeah, my name is Luke Moore, okay? And uh, just before you get to being smart, I take note of anybody who calls me Luke Less. Okay, I remember you. I'll remember you. I'll remember you, okay? Okay. Um, of course, Luke Moore, just my stage name. My real name, Lucas Morris. Of course, Lucas Morris, just my stage real name. My real, real name is Lance Boyle. Lance Boyle, I, I had to change it, I don't know. It's too Anglo, you know? Uh, <laughs> now, you know what they say, killing half the soldiers, that's half the battle. And then killing the other half of the soldiers is the other half of the battle. I, you know, it's hard to live in the Bay Area, man. I've been, uh, you know, I haven't been budgeting. I've been eating too much. I don't know if y'all do this. Eating too much Uber queefs. That's where you uh, call somebody up and they queef in your mouth and you, nom nom, you eat it like, nom nom, like that. Um, I don't know if you haven't heard of Uber queefs. There's also uh, queef mates and uh, queef. That's Q U Y F. Um, Sorry, you know, I probably shouldn't have said that joke. That's too horny. That's too, that's too, I don't know. I've been, guys, I've been horngry today. I'm kind of horngry. You know, you, you ever get horngry? That's where you're so hungry and so angry and so horny. You know, then you, it, it's also called poor mental health. <laughs> so, I don't know if you've heard of it. But, yeah, you don't want to get, you don't want to get caught being horny. Uh, but real quick, uh, by show of by show of calm, who here likes to come? Okay. Mm? Okay. So I, I, you know that was just a sperm of the moment joke. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you know when you get caught being horny, you know, I got caught uh, jacking off by a girlfriend once, and uh, thankfully I had a good comeback. I said, she's like, "Oh, were you jacking off just now?" And I was like, oh, yeah, oh, funny, uh, you just walked in. I was just thinking of you, you know. <laughs> and your sister. <laughs> and your dad. You've got to be honest in rea re relationships. 
Yeah, you don't want to be get, you don't want to get like get caught being horny. It's like bad to do, you know. Like, uh, you ever ask a horny question? You ever get caught like asking a horny question to somebody? Like my uh, when I was like a preteen, my momo caught me being being horny because I asked a horny question to her. She's like had this picture of like her niece's niece who like just graduated from high school or something. And, like, I was like. I, I just thought she was beautiful. My, you know, my, my Momo's niece's niece was so beautiful to me. I said, Momo, I just want to know, like, who is, who is she, like, in relation to me? And Momo was like, right away, she's like, oh, uh, that, Luke, that's, that would be your second cousin. So, yes, it would be legal. <laughs> I said, Momo, no, how'd you know? Yeah, I didn't name her. I didn't name her Momo. That was cousin Nicholas. When he was a dumb little baby, he named her Momo. And we all had to follow suit. Uh, anyways, whatever. Uh, yeah, you know, like being horny. You know, like people like say it's like a bad thing or whatever. But you know, if you're like just the horniest guy, like you know, in your group and just the horniest person you've ever met, you know what? You could become president. Just want to like, let you know. It's, you know. People will say, like, Joe Biden's horny is a bad thing. Yeah, you know what? There are worse things than me being horny, you know? And guess what? Joe Biden being horny helped us get Kamala Harris as VP, did it not? <laughs> Joe Biden wasn't going to pick Bernie. We all knew. We all knew. We all knew he wasn't going to pick Bernie. Not Bernie. Not enough hair to smell. <laughs> not, that's it. Not enough. Kamala, on the other hand, she's from Oakland. Her hair smells like hot sauce. <laughs> That's all Joe Biden can smell now. His o his nose is really old, you know. Oh, you know, and uh, let's you know let's give it up for Kamala Harris, first ever five foot one vice president. I uh, I am from Texas, no offense, <laughs> and I I learned the hard way. I you know I offend people on accident, just like just being myself. You know, I like I, I learned the hard way that if you say the word queer with a southern accent, it becomes offensive again. <laughs> queer? Oh, yeah. I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean it like that. You know, I am from Texas. My father's a cactus, my mother a tumbleweed. <laughs> no, nah, I, I want my jokes to be enjoyed by everybody, you know. L, G, B, T, Q, plus size models. Everybody. All of them. 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 You know. I don't know. You know, and uh, we've... Lately, uh, as a nation, we've gone, uh, we've been dealing with a lot of bad stuff, you know, like uh, a lot of Asian hate. And uh, I just want to say, you know what? I'm not afraid to say it. Yellow lives matter. You can say it with me. Yellow lives matter. Yellow lives matter. Yellow lives matter. What's the matter? What's, is that not what, is that the, that's not the slogan? Oh, okay. Sorry, I don't know. I'm from Texas. I don't know. I'm just, I'm trying, you know? I'm trying here, you know. Oh, man.
what uh what's topical what else is topical christmas um what's uh what's i like christmas music i listen to it all year round you know i'm sorry you can shoot me in the head later if you want to but <laughs> they, you know there's only one bad christmas song i think we can all agree is the little drummer boy not a good not a good song not a good song you know why it's not you know why he, uh, a drummer wrote it that's why yeah and it's just a dumb song if you listen to it like if you listen to it it's like i have no gifts for him it's like you don't have any gifts for jesus everybody else bought a gift Give him your drum. I don't know. <laughs> Did you think of that? Yeah. You know? I played my best for him. It's like, you know, he's a baby. He was, he, like, he was just born. He's trying to sleep. <laughs> he doesn't need a, a drummer right now. You know, he's trying to sleep. You come in here uninvited, just it's unneeded, little drummer boy. You know, put a shirt on, little drummer boy. You know, put a shirt on too. You know. Look, okay. <laughs> I, I gotta get something off my chest. I don't like drummers. Okay, I just that's the, that's the, it's just me. You know, I just don't like drummers. You know, I I was in uh, in high school. I was in marching band. I didn't play the drums. You know, I played trombone. Trombone, yeah. No, you should probably guess because I look like a trombone. But uh, the guy who played center snare, he fingered all the girls that I liked. Yeah, all of them. You know. That's kind of like why I don't like drummers, you know. And he's he's uh you know he's a percussionist, so I know it's probably pleasurable for the for all those women, you know. You know he's all in there like. <laughs> you know. <sighs> you know, and like I play trombone, like I don't know how I'm supposed to finger girl. Like what am I supposed to go like? You know. That's no good. <laughs> That's no good. Man, I got a weird family in Texas, man. My uncle Wayne, he's really into bestiality. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it, you know what? It's not. Only, you know, he's also into necrophilia. He's into both of them. Yeah, I know. Bestiality and necrophilia. And it's all he ever talks about. You know, he's just like, ooh, bestiality, this, necrophilia, that. You know. You know. You know how my Uncle Wayne is? And we have to tell him, like, okay, Uncle Wayne, God, you know, giving us a, you know, like, just, ah, uh, you know. Like, you're beating off a dead horse, you know? Like, I don't. Okay, I've been Luke Moore, thank you! Luke Moore, don't call him Luke Less! Yeah! Absolutely. I'm gonna make the lights happen toward like the stage so that's a thing oh sort of hey yay you're all still here that's really exciting hey yay beating off a dead horse 
that's a good place to go from, right? That's good. He was talking about masturbating with animals. I love my cats. <laughs> like, I don't masturbate with my cats. I masturbate near my cats. So my, ma my cats are masturbating next to me, like on me, sort of. And do you, I mean, so my little boy, my little stripedy boy, he'll like, he'll get himself all up together, you know, and then a little bead of wetness will come out to the end of his kitty crayon, and then it'll just, it'll fall on my bedspread. Do you know what cat cum smells like? Nothing. It doesn't smell like anything. It's fine. He's fixed. Don't worry about it. It doesn't smell. We're just having, I love my cat. Okay. Good. Excited about that. Uh, your next comedian, I don't know if he loves cats or not, but he's a very funny man. And he takes beautiful, beautiful pictures of people all over the town and the things. There's fresh microphones inside in the box that you put into this XLR over here. Put your hands together, everybody, and clap them in a slappy-like motion for Damien Montes. Yay! <laughs> Keep clapping for Pam, guys. Keep clapping for Pam. Cool. Thanks, Pam. Love you. Great jacket. And uh, keep clapping for the late, great DMX as well. Clap it up for DMX, the late, great. Rest in peace, man. Do you guys know any DMX songs? Anybody know one? Oh, you have a DMX song? What was it? What? What was the DMX song? What? I'm just playing. Rest in peace, DMX. Hi guys. Man, I'm glad that we're all out here. We're all cold, but we're outside though. It's been a minute, guys. It's been a minute since this uh, pandemic. You know, we all just stayed inside and we didn't do anything. I didn't do anything for the past two years. I just took a DNA test, really. I took a DNA test. Turns out I'm 100% that bitch. So I actually did take a DNA test. I'm 38% homosexual. That's cool to find out. Definitely on my dad's side. It's crazy. I never really knew my dad, and he really never knew his dad, and his dad never really knew his dad. Just a lineage of not good fathers, really. So I'm going to make sure when I have a kid that I never meet that guy either. I never want to meet that kid. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, so stupid. Because I'm never having kids. That's what we're not doing, guys. There we go. Cool. Bigger clap for no kids than DMX. That's cool. Um, I'm Mexican. Surprise, right? I know I don't look Mexican. Nothing about me says that I like snakeskin. So I understand, I understand. I am Mexican, though. Um, but before I tell you that, I'm, I'm actually married, too. I'm married. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's not going great, but thank you. I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. I love my wife. Anybody else here married? You guys married? I've been married for two years. How long have you guys been married? One year? Cool, cool. I really got no advice for you, really. <laughs> I, like, I like asking that question to people who have been married for a long time, like 10 years and stuff. They'll be like, yeah, we've been married for 10 years. I'm like, well, I've been married for two, so if you need advice, come on down. Oh, yeah, I like being married, um, and I'm young, too. I'm very young. Being young and married, I just felt everybody get tense right now. I felt all that. You guys got nervous, you guys got nervous, the dog got nervous. I felt it. I know it's kind of scary when you're young and married. How are you guys young and married as well? 
Let me ask you this question. Do people give you condescending questions? Yeah. It's never like, oh, wow, congratulations, right? It's always just like, oh, good luck, right? <laughs> it sucks. It sucks, right? And it's always, they always ask the same thing. They're always like, Damien, are you sure uh, she's the one? Did you uh, check all the boxes? And the big one, you know, aren't you scared of the divorce? I'm always just like, why are we whispering? No, I'm not scared of a divorce, dude. I just told you, I'm young. <laughs> I don't have anything to take, okay? That's what the divorce is. She's gonna take half of my stuff. What is she gonna take? Half of nothing is still nothing, okay? I'm not scared of a divorce. My wife really hates that joke because it's really true. And it represents me very well, and I am broke. So, yeah, she doesn't like that joke. Um, but I love her. I love my wife. She's the best. I'll tell you why I got married at the end of the set, okay, guys? It'll probably be my best joke. Um, but I'm Mexican. Yeah, I'm totally Mexican. Um, and I used to work at a lot of restaurants, too. I used to work at a lot of restaurants. Yeah, bro. Nice skateboard. Do a kickflip. Pussy. Um, yeah, I used to work at a lot of restaurants. And if you don't know, there's a lot of people that speak Spanish at restaurants, you know? But um, people don't always think I work at that restaurant, you know, because I don't look Mexican. So I'll go introduce myself to my coworkers, and I'll be like, hello, how you doing? And they'll say in English, oh, good to meet you. And then when I turn around, they start speaking Spanish. But I speak Spanish as well. So I'll be like, hi, nice to meet you. They'll be like, nice to meet you. And I turn around, and they'll be like, oh my god, I think that's the manager's daughter. And his friend will be like, no, dude, that's Miley Cyrus. Look at the fucking hair, way. <laughs> Are there any Mexicans here? What's up, bro? You can vouch for me, right? If you saw me walking down the street, you would call me a huero, correct? For everybody that doesn't speak Spanish, huero means Mexican with good credit. Cool. Ina, bro, I know you're not Mexican, but... We accept you just because we love you. Give it up for Enoch, everybody. He's awesome. Love him forever. Um, I'm Mexican. I'm Mexican, yeah. You're Mexican? You're Mexican? Prove it. Prove you're Mexican. You want me to prove I'm Mexican? I got married young and I started a family. Okay. If he tells one more Mexican joke, I'm going to leave. I swear to God I will. I swear to God I will. You know what's the best part about being Mexican? Rolling your R's. That's the best part about it. I'm gonna need a chair for this one. When you're Mexican, that's like the best part about being Mexican is the language. Um, everything you say is like super beautiful. The, er, even when you order food, it sounds sexy. But um, here's the sad part, guys. I don't know how to roll my R's. Yeah, it sucks. Like, if you don't know how to roll your R's, I don't think you speak Spanish at all. I think it's really embarrassing if you go to Costco and you order a churro. Like, that's not cool. Yeah, that's the way you say it. How do you say it? Churros. What? I was playing. Okay. Um, I did it again. I brought it back in there. <laughs> oh, my God. Everybody else, is anybody else having a bad Friday today? I think today is a sh terrible Friday, and we're out here, and we're doing comedy, and Enoch is making me feel better, and we're doing it, people!
Yes, flipping it around. Um, but yeah, I'm Mexican. I can't roll my R's. And like, if you speak, if you, if, hey, listen, if you go to a taqueria and you order food like this, hola, dame un chorizo taco con cervezas y mucho cebolla grasa, senor. Don't order Mexican food, okay? Let's just do that, okay? That's pretty fair, right? I can only roll my R's uh, whenever my wife sits on my face. I know, right? It's so weird. I don't know if it's the body language. It's, I don't know the physics to it, really. But, like, look, me standing up normal already? Chorizo. Nothing, right? But, like, whenever I get in this position right here, guys, whenever I'm just, like, in this position right here, it's just, like, Chorizo. My wife always be like, speak Spanish, speak Spanish to me. Are my pubes showing? I feel like my pubes are showing. Yeah. Cool. Just for you, New Year. But like whenever I stand up, chorizo. It doesn't work. I don't know what it is, guys. I really don't know what it is. <sighs> what? <laughs> Sorry. I that's It's so crazy that he died. And I didn't even... Um, Get to touch his head. That's the worst part about it. He's got a bald head, man. Did you know that? You didn't know that? What? Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I promise. All right, here's let's get let's get a good joke out here, right? Um, I'm Damien. Nice to meet you guys. I like my name. I feel like my name. Okay, I'm gonna switch the joke. Let me tell you why I got married. This this joke. All right. Pam Benjamin runs this show, right? And without Pam, we wouldn't be here. Oh, f oh no. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Pam stole the spotlight, literally. Um, wow. Without Pam, we wouldn't be here. So even if my set bombed, if this joke makes you laugh, donate to Pam, okay? This is all that matters, this one joke. If I make you laugh, donate something. This is the challenge, okay? I got married for one reason is because I couldn't do the single life. When you're single, you meet a lot of other single people and they ask you really dumb questions. One time this woman was trying to take me home. She was super intoxicated and she tried to take me home like this. Damien, if I take you home tonight, what drugs do you want me to be on? Well, I'm having sex with you. Birth control, that's what I want, okay? You guys laughed, you guys had the tip, and give it up for Pam Benjamin, everybody. Damien Montes, everyone, Damien Montes. Just so everybody knows, not only can we not do F swears, we have to be like PG-13 clean now, because, no, no, we have friends in the neighborhood, and um, her child asked last night what bestiality was, and that's my that's my fault. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna keep it we're gonna keep it PG thirteen cleanish. Good luck, comics. It's gonna be interesting how I'm gonna book people on Fridays now and be like PG thirteen. It's gonna be fun. We're gonna have a good time. It's gonna be rad. Cool. Um, your last comic on the actual like book. 
booked show and then we get into like the open mic that happens and all the people please please no f-bombs and we're gonna try to keep it friendly uh but i'm so excited that he's here uh I haven't seen you since, I mean, it feels like you, you've been, you've been, he's been surfing on the winds of life. It's you. Yeah, you're surfing on the winds of life, are you not? He's all the, all the winds are belong to him. Uh, he's an amazing human being and we love him so much. Put your hands together, everybody, for Enoch Eno, yay! So there's a clean, there's a clean, yes, that's <laughs> Hello. How are you guys? Earlier, you saw my Mexican friend. Did you like him? Is he nice? What's that, sir? That's right. Well, our jokes from now on will have to be PG-13. Correct? Are you guys together? Great. So I would like to do some crowd work for you. Here we go. Hey, are you guys together? For what reason? Green card? <laughs> Did you see that? That's because I'm Mexican. Thank you so much. Um, I'll take my hat. Uh, so I uh, also would like to do some canine jokes. Here's my impression of a emotional support dog. Uh, I don't think you should be together with Lindsay any longer. <laughs> now, I'd like to do another very uh, personal joke. I have a dog, and I love my dog. His name is Kizmo. A couple months ago, he was in the closet. I said, I see what's happening. Let's go to the gay dog park. For those of you who don't know what a gay dog park is, is a gay dog park that is designed for dogs that are gay. Right? So I went to the gay dog park and come to find out there's nothing called a gay dog park. <laughs> These are all my jokes without the profanities in them. <laughs> I'd like to do a commercial since our jokes are not really going to work. Shane Company. Now you have a friend in the diamond business. In Cupertino, San Mateo, Walmart, the other white town, right, Walnut Creek, where are you from? And he's, uh, he's either from Walnut Creek or Central America, right, sir? Like, right, like Illinois, Central America, something like that. And I like to walk into the, you know, Shane Company and grab the workers Testicles. Can I say that? <laughs> Grab the worker's testicles. Is that okay, Pam? Grab the worker's testicles. And when he asks me, I'm also from Oakland, when he asks me, I tell him, hey, I, I, on your commercial you said we were friends, so I thought, why not, you know? <laughs> gecko. By switching to a gecko, you can switch 15% moron. Your car insurance, right? How disrespectful is it to call the American people moron? Yes? I'm trying to do without any profanities. I have a really nice friend, but this friend 
is such a great, handsome-looking guy, like my bro who got married for the green card. And I tell him, you know what, man? You're such a good man, but I get it. You're looking for some work, trabajo. And, and oh, it's okay. I'm Mexican. I can say it. Uh, and you know what, man? And you're a good, articulate guy. Your English is pretty good. You can't say choro, but you got good English. And you got good vibes. So you could write about your vibes and cater this to single elderly woman, right? Maybe call yourself a vibe writer. Ah! <laughs> Nothing bad I said there. This is a gender neutral joke, right? It's like, but Jay, but I'm not gonna, you know what? I didn't say anything. That's very, very good. Uh, what was I saying? I didn't say, right. And I also have a friend who's a red pepper. One day, I asked my friend who's a red pepper. I said, red pepper, red pepper, how's life? And my friend goes, it's hard. I'm depressed all the time. It just sucks. Can I say that? It's hurtful, tough, tough. <laughs> and I said, OK, but can't you look at the bright side? And my friend said, no, I can't because I'm a crushed red pepper. <laughs> Here's my impression of a Berkeley hippie hugging another Berkeley hippie. Mm. That's right. Here's the same hippie from Berkeley hugging a tree. Mm. I love your energy. And here's the same tree, same tree hugging hippie tripping on mushrooms. Who put that there? <laughs> right? Now I'd like to do some corona material. Here's my impression of James Hetfield from Metallica sneezing. That's for you. Now, the great American singer, Mikhail Jackson, sneezing. Don't correct me. Don't ever do that. That's race, race, racial. Is it? No, I'm an American. It's cool. You can do it. That's fine. I also hate immigrants. They're the worst, right? This is, I thought this was a tolerant towards not liking immigrants kind of crew. Because I was one about five years ago. Now I don't like them, right? They can get the, uh, get, get, get out, right? And if you don't like it, get a get out, right? This is America, right, bro? Trevor? Yeah. I don't know why I'm pointing at a Trevor. I'm, maybe he's a, not a Trevor. But being a true American, I learn about the new customs, such as, you know, cow tipping and uh, uh, country music, being attracted to your cousin. And uh, most of our cousins are very handsome, right? Why not? And hunting, like our president, fierce sons, like cougars, peasants, deer, right? Thank you. What was I saying earlier? That's right. I'm a true American. And well, when I was first starting telling jokes, before I was not an American, being from the Middle East Bay Area, people were very, <laughs> very mean, you know? Uh, I'm from a little island here off of uh, Oakland called Alhamida. And uh, <laughs> at the local, local beach, this is for you, Josh, if you're listening. I like to fly kites at the local beach. Can I say beach? Is that safe? The way I say it is, I'm not saying it in a Spanish way. <laughs> I like to fly kites at the beach. They call me Mr. Al-Kiter. 
I think it's Spanish for something nice. You know what I'm saying? But English is hard sometimes. People could be real prejudiced. I didn't say anything wrong. They could have a lot of prejudice towards other cultures. And everything I'm saying, I think, is truly original. Right? Look how comfortable he is. This is right, right here. That's good. I'd like to do a white joke, because this is the right crowd for this. Here's a white problem. If you know you're standing at a garden, and there's a garden hose, you go like, oh, is that a snake? Huh? I'd like to say the whitest sentence that I came up with. When a pimp's got to ski, a pimp has got to ski. Think about it. When a pimp's got to ski, a pimp's got, why would a pimp want to go skiing? Right? It's not a, I'm having a hard time not using profanities. So, uh, thank you so much. How long have you guys been together, sir, ma'am? God bless. That's wonderful. Do you have children? Did you, when did you get the green card? Right away? It, no? Just like you, by the way, I'm also a big fan of 